and welcome to Backing Paper for another week of wondrous emails and other fun stuff. And talking of fun stuff, unfortunately Rachel isn't here this evening because she's off working in, um, uh, let's say Eastern Europe, because I've forgotten which part of Eastern Europe it is. Um, but I've got the king of fun stuff himself with us. It's our fun time pal, Eric. Eric, welcome back to Backing Paper. Hey, I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be the king of fun stuff. <laughs> That's how I always think Wonderful. of you, the king of fun yeah, stuff. Nice. That's sweet. That's very, very sweet. Speaking of fun stuff, you recently got back from your trip um, around the Midwest. Is it Midwest you were? Um, yeah, you know, Nebraska area. Sure, Midwest-ish. Midwest, more west than Midwest. When yeah. you were following the Trail of Tears, <laughs> that's the correct term. Uh, no, uh, no, a little, little, little about the same ch amount of cheeriness, though. Yeah, um, Nez, the Nez Pierce Trail. The Nez Pierce Trail. Sorry, yeah. I, I have the Nez. I, I knew the word trail was in there. I know it was depressing. <laughs> I couldn't remember which depressing <laughs> trail it was. Um, how did the trip go this year? Um, it, it well, it's interesting. The trip was good. Uh, it kind of was it had bad parts. Um, and kind of like really down parts, but looking back and looking at the photos that I've taken and developed and all of that, those bad parts kind of go away and you're left with not like the good memories of photos, but sort of the good memories of photos. Mm -hmm. It's kind of nice how that works. So, cause you, um, last year when you were out on your trip, you kept us up to date with your audio diaries, which was fantastic. And this year... We got the first one, which was wonderful. Yes. Uh, yes. But then you you got into said, look, I'm I'm feeling pretty. Things are just not, you know, not great. Um, well, which is why there weren't yeah. any follow up ones. So when you say that there were bad days, what kind of stuff was it that that made this trip not always great for you this time around? That's so. It's always so hard to to explain. I don't. I don't know. It's not like something that you can pinpoint saying. Oh well, I. I took a wrong road or there's horrible weather or hit a cow or something like that. But which all of those things are true. <laughs> you hit a cow. <laughs> well, technically the cow hit me, oh, but yeah. Enough. Sue that cow. <laughs> like, like they will. Uh, but it's just, you know, you're, you're, you're alone. It's more of the loneliness thing, I guess, but it just, it's just a, a kind of like drudgery almost, except when you're shooting. Mm -hmm. And I shot, I think, a little bit more than I did last year. So you wouldn't think this would be an issue. But I don't know, for some year it was. For some time, this, uh, for some reason, this time, it was. I don't know. can't really explain it, but I'm ready to go out again. Did, because um, obviously you were reading this book. Um, I'm going to get it wrong again, so I'm going to let you tell me. You were reading this book about the Nez Pierce Trail uh, as you were going around, written by... Well, it was uh, spoken by a yellow wolf. Spoken by a yellow wolf. Yeah, a, after the, long after the war in the 1930s. He talked yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, you, were, you were reading this and you were going around and you were sh following the trail and shooting in these locations. Was that getting into your head at all? Yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't help for it to get in your head a little bit. I mean, it was, it was like any, any war. You know, you're reading some of the diaries or some of the, the memoirs or whatever of it, and you go to the places where those things happened. It really, you know, it, it takes you there. This was a, a little different um, since it was a lot more recent than a lot of the stuff that I'm used to, to delving into. And 
the land has changed almost not at all. So you could really put yourself there. Uh, yeah, it, it got into your head, but you, you, you know, when you're shooting, I shot everything large format. So there's all that technical stuff that goes along with that. So you can kind of buffer yourself with the technicalities of photography. And that's good in some ways and also bad, I think, in some ways. Uh, so you need to allow yourself a little bit of time for it to seep into you so that you're, so you can actually bring that over to your photography and let the feelings that you're having affect, or hopefully anyway, affect your photography. I mean, I know you said that you're very keen to get back out. In fact, you just got back from a short trip this weekend, right? I did. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, I I did my, uh, my last shot for this Nez Pierce project where I went to Yellow Wolf's grave on the Colville reservation in uh, Northern Washington. And uh, I've been there before. Uh, I didn't shoot his grave before I shot, Chief Joseph, who was the de facto leader of the band, uh, but yeah, I, I shot his grave as the last as the last photo, and I didn't even it didn't you so you, you get so detached from it. I didn't even realize till I was gone, till several miles down the road, like oh, project's over now. It's such a weird feeling. I didn't I didn't feel it there at all. Yeah, it's just it's 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 interesting. Uh, but yeah, that was kind of the point of the trip, though. I, this last short trip. Uh, just kind of tie things up though i haven't developed any of the photos from the long trip which means you know if something goes horribly wrong in the developing tank i'll have to go out next year for reshoots so would you do that if if things oh yeah i would absolutely you would yeah yes Um, absolutely how are you i mean i know it's a long way off here but i also know you put a lot of time and effort into preparing and planning what you're going to do for these great long trips how are you feeling about next year's trip bearing in mind how this one has gone i am more excited than i have been i don't know what it will be uh i have a feeling it may require some reshoots for this nez pierce book but if it doesn't then you know open road and even if it does it's open road with a, a bit of montana in there so you're not going to be changing anything up to avoid getting in uh the funk that this year ended up in no it's all part of it that's <laughs> all part of it it seems it's like that might be a part you might want to figure a way of avoiding if possible i don't know i don't know i mean you can well, really milk it you, you mean, can milk it into the <laughs> how was your trip it's been a real bummer i've i've really had a lot of days i've not been enjoying but that's part of the trip that i very much want to keep in it's a different approach i suppose I don't know. I think it's it's like you don't remember pain in a lot of ways. You don't really remember pain. You remember that you were in pain, but you don't remember like how bad it was exactly. Otherwise, you'd go crazy with all the things you felt pain over. Yeah. So I think it has a lot to do with that. Have you, you just seen, your brain? <laughs> have I you seen, seen one. the episode of The Simpsons where uh, Lisa is trying to find out whether Bart was smarter than a guinea pig? And he's, he's <laughs> electrocuting and Bart just keeps going, ow, ow, quit it, ow. I think that might be you at this point. Uh, uh, Lisa? I, I'm Lisa? Uh, no, you're very much Bart. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> going for the electrified cookie jar. Wow. Yeah, I mean, cookies are good. That's true. That's true. Well, we're glad to have you back safe anyway, Eric. Um, I'm glad oh- to be back safe. Although you haven't got the pictures from the Nez Pierce trail developed yet, you have got some of the work developed, and I think you're already sharing some of it on your um, Instagram feed, aren't you? Yeah, I got most of it developed. Everything in black and white, except for the Nez Pierce stuff, is developed and is, is up. And I got a new zine coming out next week. 
Uh, there's a bunch of, it's all new stuff. Uh, I think most of it hasn't even been posted online. So it's all, all actually new. Nice. And what's the title yeah. of this scene? Uh, it's uh, issue six, uh, Abandoned. Lovely. And you said that's abandoned, um, you know, <laughs> buildings, aban- dreams, all hope for the future. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, all comers, really. Yeah. Whatever you uh, feel abandoned about, it's in there. Lovely. Well, yeah. you know, t- uh, words from our Minister of Fun, <laughs> Eric. <laughs> yeah. Should we Pixel crack? Types. Yeah, indeed. Should we crack on with some emails? Uh, we've only got a few emails this week, so it should be a short show. Um, I know we keep saying that, but I think we should manage to bring this one in, you know, under the um, 30 minute mark. Let's see if we can do that. Okay. Um, do you want to take this first one from Christian, Eric? Sure. Uh, dear Sunnies, I really enjoyed last Wednesday's show. It was good to have you three back together again. Throughout the self-portrait assignment, a number of things really struck me. First, bravery is very subjective. Take Rachel, for example. She shoots weddings for, on film for a living. Until she develops the film she shot, she can't tell whether or not the shots came out fine. And if they don't, there's no repeating the, of the event. That's what I'd call bravery but she does it with a reasonable amount of ease and the results speak for themselves. Still, taking self-portraits is a huge challenge to her, uh, which shows that one man's or woman's horror is no problem for the other man or woman and vice versa. Second, if you think that something is easy or no problem for yourself, this might change as soon as you try it. Plus, pulling people's leg will backfire at some point. Sometimes literally. (laughs) Uh, Take take Graham. Take Graham. Take Graham. (laughs) He wanted to (laughs) please take Graham. He wanted to tease Rachel and Aid, but this backfired because a they both did a wonderful job. I know that deep inside, that's what he expected anyway. And b he seemed to have struggled with this assignment more than both Rachel and Aid. Uh, third, from now on in my book, aid is cool aid. <laughs> <laughs> Get it? Uh, because <laughs> uh, because he obviously has racing driver and rock star genes, but still manages to be this self-controlled gentleman. You're the best, aid. And how does Christian know what aid's genes look like? I don't we'll know. That. Tight. Yeah. His rock star genes tight. are very tight. Very tight surprisingly tight even for tight jeans <laughs> even for aid uh fourth my siri my sorry fourth my theory that horror stories are much worse if you only have a mental image was confirmed in a terrifying way i had i had to think of puppies for a long time until the image of a camera nursing gram disappeared from my mind <laughs> hey. however i recovered fine and now i can say please keep up the good work all the best from Germany, Christian. Would you care to explain what the uh, camera nursing gram is about? Well, I think at this point, <laughs> quite a lot of listeners may have been, um, what's the word, exposed to that image. I mean, <laughs> Exposed is a very good word. I, I would I would actually love to know, because Christian said, oh, a mental image is worse than seeing the real thing. I would love to know if that <laughs> held true once he saw that picture, because I feel that that picture actually lived up to the horror that um, was sold in it. Um, so yeah, if you haven't seen uh, the fourth self-portrait that I did, I think it's, 
Actually, I'm not sure. It's, it's definitely up on the website. We did, as promised, put all of the self-portrait stuff. It is up on the website. Just go to the assignment tag, um, the assignment thing on the website, and look for the self-portrait assignment, and you can find um, Rachel's self-portrait, uh, Aid's pictures, my pictures, and the pictures of some of the other people who've um, taken part as well, um, including uh, my self-portrait of me cradling a uh, Jalubatel. Um and uh, I know when we did the podcast last week, uh, I think Rachel said, oh, what do you think Matthew will do to that? Because <laughs> uh, Matthew is, <laughs> he's quite a one for photoshopping things. And I said, well, good luck to him trying to make that any any more ridiculous than it already is. I think he rose to the challenge, don't you, Eric? I prefer the dolphin one best. Oh, I, I do love that. <laughs> yeah, it, there's a sweetness and tenderness that just isn't expressed without the dolphin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, I'm a big fan of me being part of the All Blacks team is also um, <laughs> this is going to make no sense unless you have seen these pictures listeners, I cannot recommend you go to our Instagram page strongly enough to see these Photoshop jobs that um, Matthew Joseph has done, they are very very funny and fundamentally less disturbing than the raw images um, I think that's, would you say that was true? Yeah, because there's a little bit of humor. Yeah. You can like, oh, look, it's a dolphin's funny. But just, you know, just, yeah, I think just yeah, raw I'd, I'd stick with the I'd, I'd stick with the, the the Matthew specials. Yeah, yeah. Raw and uncut. It's the image, I think, is a bit too potent, raw and uncut. There's too much emotional gravitas to it. You might get sucked yeah. into the black hole that is that image. Um, so, yeah, you've been warned, listeners. But um, this whole... Uh, thing of bravery eric um yes i think christian is bang on the money there i think it's very easy um for people to go oh you, know, you should do that that's no problem when we see it come in various things to people oh you know, get out and take people's portraits on the streets you know you just have to be a bit go and ask the worst they can say is no or um you know whatever it may be self-portraits or um whatever what is your thing what is the thing which you would find the hardest to do for fear of doing it for fear of what whatever the the consequence was probably street photography just involving people and i'm not i'm not comfortable morally maybe with just shooting people who don't want to be shot oh yes photographing people who don't want to be photographed uh so i'm not i think that would be crossing a line for me so i don't know if that would be bravery or what that would be but i think that would be the hardest thing for me to do okay well uh, because that's that's you're taking a moral out on that and you 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 have very strong morals about a lot of things so i'm going to put you in a situation where you could be reasonably confident that the people were quite happy to have their pictures taken so let's say you were I don't know. But just doing like walking around doing portraits of asking, asking like, hey, can I take your picture for some reason? Yeah, exactly. Either asking first yeah. or or if you were somewhere like a, you know, a Comic-Con or a Ren Fair where people. Oh, sure. Yeah. Know, but there's still that thing of being out there taking people's pictures. Would that would you be quite happy doing that then? I think I would get used to it. Yeah. Pretty quickly. I think I would just just deal with it. Uh, I think shooting a model. Who's some, like shooting somebody who's used to being shot? Yeah, would probably be the hardest thing for me because I'm living up to their standards more than mine. Yeah, I think that would be hardest for me. 
Yeah, uh, actually, bizarre. I think shooting somebody, shooting a model who's not used to being shot, I think would probably be my biggest fear because I would like at least one of us to know what they were doing. <laughs> I think if you have a, I think if you have a model who's experienced, um, that can be very helpful. If you've got a photographer who's not in that field, so. Um, oh yeah, maybe maybe. I uh, definitely have no experience in either of those things. Yeah, I mean, do, do you has portraiture in general ever been a thing you've explored? I no, um, no. I came across a really amazing portrait photographer the other day while, for some reason, looking at old pictures of Susan St. James. I have a weird life. Uh, who's Susan St. James? Sorry, she was a is an actress. Uh, she was on Kate and Alley, an '80s TV show that I loved as a kid, and I wondered what happened to her. And then I found that she was active in the '60s. And there's some really wonderful portrait work done of her by someone who did some amazing portrait work of other people. I don't remember his name. So I'm not very, very helpful at all. No, no. <laughs> Still, great story, though. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, all right, should we move on? Should we move on? Um, sure. Okay, the next one is from our good friend Aaron Alfano, who wants to know, why is everyone saying film stock? Hello, Sunnies. Excellent work, as always, on the podcast. Thank you very much, Aaron. Um, I'm impressed with your new assignment-based series, as I think it's an excellent way to move the discussion away from gear talk. Not that there's anything wrong with that, um, but to focus on actual photography. Well done. I've noticed a curious phenomenon on your podcast recently, as well as several other film photography podcasts I listen to. Over the past few months, it seems everyone is now referring to their film as film stock. For example, six months ago, one might say, Trix is my favourite film. Now, it seems everyone would say, Trix is my favourite film stock. I checked the definition of stock. Well, I googled it, since I'm too lazy to find an actual dictionary. And it does reference photographic film that has not been exposed or processed. Still, I'm curious about this recent change in terminology or usage. Did I perhaps miss a memo about this? Look forward to hearing your thoughts. Cheers from Aaron. Now, Eric, uh, you've done yes. some <laughs> fatuous research on this for us. Um, what can you tell us from the research labs? <laughs> well, he's uh, somewhat. Uh, I, I haven't. I haven't noticed the trend going towards film stock. Um, I do know that it kind of revolves here and there. Like sometimes it's emulsion. People say, "Oh." The emulsion that I'm using, it sounds very much better than, oh, the film I'm using. Because if you can use a word with three syllables instead of a word with one syllable, you're smarter. So people were saying emulsion. But film stock, I've heard it a lot, obviously, mostly in relation to motion pictures. Mm. So, um, yeah, you, what it, okay. The research says that it, it the word stock <laughs> comes from stalk. So like a root of a tree from mm -hmm. the 15th century, it switched over to stock, meaning a, uh, a supply of stuff for future use, like stockpile and a stock room. So technically, film stock is unused stock of film. It's an unused pile of film. Once you've taken the picture on your film stock, it is no longer stock. Just like if you use something, it's no longer in your back stock. It's whatever it's supposed to be there you so go. to say that my favorite film stock is triax means that you haven't shot the triax yet so shut up 
and shoot your triax. <laughs> I mean, always good advice. I think, I, well, I don't think. I wonder whether this is um, a, a symptom of the, the, the conversations that have been, have, have been had um, in relation to things like the fact that we've talked increasingly about using um film stocks from motion pictures um you know as you said that that term film stocks from motion pictures is is been in more common usage um with things like the vision plus films and vision yeah. plus vision 3 i could never remember. vision 3 vision 3 thank you Eric. and and cine still um and also uh that a lot of people are storing and, and keeping and um, hoarding film. Nothing wrong with hoarding film, obviously. Um, mm, no, no, go but, for it. Um, but yeah, I think it's one of these things that the, the words just kind of crept in and one person starts using it and then it spreads. And because the community is quite small and quite, you know, we're all listening to the same things, we're all reading and visiting the same websites. So words cre creep in quite quickly. Um, I, don't think it, I don't think it matters one way or the other. I think no, you know, probably not. Yeah, you know, it's um, yeah, it's an it's an interesting change um of uh, direction for the term, but um, I think that's I I quite like color stocks, you know, color stocks, um, slide stocks. It just it feels like because film. Yeah, I mean, there's only so many ways that you can say film. Yeah. You know, an emulsion is one, but emulsion it really does sound kind of pretentious when people start talking about making photos on this particular kind of emulsion. It's like, look, just calm down. Yeah, so exactly. I get it, but you know, I think we just need to all just need to simmer down and just use the word film a little bit more. Yep, I think the most important thing is that our language is clear to those who are talking to. As long as everybody's understanding everybody else, it doesn't really matter. Um, it does not. And I think we all uh, can be guilty of wanting to use terminology that is perhaps not immediately obvious to people who are outsiders because it makes us feel more like we're part of a club um so maybe that's part of it as well oh um, yeah jargon is wonderful stuff yeah exactly but uh but it's not always helpful so no be understood and use the words that make you feel happy but most importantly be mindful of being understood by everybody you're talking to because just jargon for the sake of jargon is um never good never good um do you want to take this final email this week uh, from Jonathan Becker? Yes. Dear Sunbeams and Backpaper. Am I a backpaper? Uh, a backpapper. I like to think of us. Backpapper. Back okay. All right. Well, that's... <laughs> that works on so many levels because it's like backpacker, <laughs> but paparazzi. So we're the backpappers. And this is okay. brilliant. Sure. All right. Pap. Okay. I wasn't going there with that. But sure, we'll go, we'll go there because that's better than where I was going. Anyway, I thought I'd give you a quick response to last week's backing paper and the efforts of Sunny16's social media Hercule Poirot, Poirot and Ms. Marple. Poirot, how have you not I... heard of Poirot before? Come on, Eric. Jeez. Well, I'm a reader and I've only read it before. I have not actually heard it spoken. Fun fact. <laughs> not very fun. <laughs> Minister uh... of fun. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh... Okay, I, I am sure you would have been successful if I haven't, hadn't, haven't kept a safe distance to social media. Uh, this is a flicker if you are interested to see what I am doing, and we will 
yep, figure I'll out put, in a moment here uh, how I to will, direct put, you there. Yeah, I will put a link in the show notes to um, Jonathan's Flickr stream. His Flickr stream, well worth a view. He's got loads of really lovely pictures on there. Um, he's got some great panoramas that he's made using a Fuji. Um, is it the, the GW? Hang on, I'm going to click on one because he's got the details. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, the GL690. Um, so a big, wide, massive frame, obviously 690, um, but he's using 35mm film with the adapters, um, with adapters he's made from a 120 film source. So you've got this great panorama um, with all the sprocket holes and everything on there um, in a really good camera, so the lens is nice and sharp. So, um, so that's really fun. I do love innovative uh, sprocket hole shots like that. Um, yeah, just generally lots of nice shots, some lovely colourful stuff shot on expired Valvia, loads of lovely black and white stuff. Definitely worth a visit. Um, and yeah, so we'll put the link in the show notes because he is um, actually his his Flickr name is underscore B A R A H I R underscore. So you might just find him on that if you search on Flickr for that. Um, I suspect if you search for Jonathan Becker, you'll probably find it very difficult to find him because looking for people's names on Flickr, hard work it turns out. But um, it is also if it, he has a picture of a small goat. He as does the most yeah. recent photo of his Flickr, and that is wonderful. Yeah, titled. Small goat, so you really can't. Small go goat, a small goat. Uh, <laughs> it's important to know <laughs> which goats you're looking at. Um, and that's it for the emails this week. As we said, it's a short show, and we need more emails, listeners. Uh, I know you've been on your summer holidays and been having a good time, uh, as have we all, um, to lesser or greater extents. Even Eric, the Minister of Fun, you know, he's been out and about. Um, but we need your emails, otherwise we'll have to do that fated thing and give backing paper a break, and I'm sure none of you would want that. Um, oh, hang on, you haven't finished that email, have you, Eric? I cut it off. Oh, gosh, damn it. I missed half an email. And us so short on emails, too. Finish off that email, please, Eric. Sure. Please let me use this chance to thank you for all your great shows. They make up a big part of the podcasts I listen to on my commute. I am really impressed with the amount of shows you Sunbeams put out. On that note, please take care that so much engagement does not lead you guys to burning out. Uh, if necessary, one or two missed shows won't be the end of the world. Greetings from the continent. Oh, phew. Thank goodness we got back. that in. Well, there you go. Maybe yeah. maybe it wouldn't be so bad if we missed the odd show here and there. <laughs> We've had permission now, which I'm quite glad about. Because sometimes it does feel like, uh, oh, you know, what are we going to do? But as long as you keep the emails coming in, we will keep doing this. I really enjoy doing backing paper. <laughs> I really do. Because um, I, I love getting to... I don't know, catch up with what everybody's going up to. And it's always, it's a nice excuse to catch up with folks like you too, Eric. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> the Minister of Fun is here. <laughs> um, so your new zine is yeah. going to be available when? Uh, about a week. They said okay. September 10th-ish. So. September 10th, we'll isn't see. it? It's going to be on your Etsy store, which is called... Yes. Um, it's easiest to find it through my Instagram which is conspiracy of cartographers with dots between the letters. No dots between the words. Good luck finding me. <laughs> ruthless, ruthless marketing. Um, and uh, well, we'll come to the other bits at the end. We'll, we'll, we'll wrap up at the end, but um, obviously the other thing that we very much love to do on this backing paper is our coffee. Thanks. Um, we want to say a huge thank you to all the amazing people who donate to us on coffee. Uh, we've, we've, We've got some ideas brewing. 
and actually I need to put a post up on coffee. So if you donate or have donated on coffee or you know or have visited the site, please do go there in the next couple of days <laughs> because I will be putting a post up there because we've got something that we're thinking of doing and we would like some feedback on whether it's a thing you'd be interested in. Um, so we're going to put a thing up there. So if you're a donor, have ever been, will ever be, stop playing with that, Graham, um, then please go to coffee and let us know what you think. It would be really helpful to us um, because we appreciate you donating this money to us. We want to use it in a sensible way. Well, not sensible. We definitely don't want to do that. But we want to do it in a way that might be uh, meaningful to not just to us, but to you as well. So check that out. Okay, that's enough blather. Um, the first person we want to say a big thank you to this week. We've got a new donor. I always love getting a new donor. We want to say thank you to a new donor. And this is somebody who you chat to quite a lot, isn't it, Eric? Uh, Karen Freer. Yes, yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I follow her on Instagram. She's a great follow. She she really is. I love seeing Karen. But I, I was actually, I'm going to say, a little bit disappointed. Well, uh, let me start off by saying... Uh, wow. Well, I'll finish that sentence. I probably shouldn't have started it and then paused. It'll make sense in the end. I'll come back to it. Um, the message from Karen was very nice. It says, you guys are awesome. I genuinely hope to meet you all one day. Not in a creepy way, I hope. Unless you're into that, which I thought was wonderful. And here's the part where I was a bit disappointed. So I've been looking at Karen's feed and enjoying it going through. And there's been loads of pictures of Oxford. I was like, I wonder if Karen lives locally. And so I asked her, do you, do you live around? She said, no, I was just visiting and I'm just sharing the picture. So, so that was my disappointment. Because I thought, oh, awesome. It looks like Karen lives around here. Maybe this is someone I can catch up with. But no, sadly, she was just visiting. Um, but still. It was good to lead with the disappointment. It's that, always important. Really good to lead with that. <laughs> Start with the, uh, <laughs> I've been taking tips from my Minister of Fun. Um, but you can find Karen on Instagram. Where is she on Instagram, Eric? At Sisboomba. Sisboomba. S-I-S. Sisboomba. B-O-O-M-B-A-H. Um, she's a great follow. She's a lovely person. Um, everybody go and follow Karen. She definitely needs more people following her. Um, and um, do not be afraid of her profile picture. It's a lovely profile picture. <laughs> That's just great. I love it. Okay. So thank you very much, Karen. Um, but now let me just get the research notes. Uh <clears throat> Oh, hang on a second. I really wish our elves would find a more convenient way of doing this research. But they insist on doing it longhand and posting the notes to me. Um, right, Eric, are you ready to uh, get some coffee thanks out of the way with the facts as supplied by the wonderful team of researchers that we've got? Oh, my goodness, I am. Okay, so who are we thanking this week, Eric? Well, the first one is Christian Strauff. Christian wonders why, if birds are descended from dinosaurs, they are neither as large as a T-Rex or as awesome as a Velociraptor. He suspects they're just not trying. Uh, <laughs> emus, though. Emus. Emu I, okay, I will grant you that emus and ostriches are at least making a good college try at it. But at the other yeah. end, you've got chickens. Uh, no, not chickens. Yeah. Pigeons. You've got pigeons. Who are oh, sh yeah. They're shit birds. In every they sense are. of the word. No. And I feel, I, I think that the avians as a whole need to make more effort. Anyway, uh, who's up next? It is Christer Brandt. Uh, 
Krista got in trouble with local authorities when he was caught gluing carrots onto donkeys' foreheads and charging kids five euros a time to see a real unicorn. Can't do that. Just can't do no, that. No, not the carrots. Don't do that to carrots. <laughs> or donkeys, for that matter. Oh, or donkeys. Fine, donkeys. Uh, the next one is Dave the Walker. Uh, strangely, Dave's first word as a toddler was Rosebud. Uh, this was after his parents put him in front of the movie Citizen Kane at an arguably too early age, and he was clearly very moved by this seminal work. Fun fact, I've not seen <laughs> Citizen Kane. Oh, that, there's another fun fact. See, Eric, these fun facts are exactly why you're the minister of fun. Also, I haven't seen Citizen Kane either, but I know it wow. has it has a sledge in it, and the sledge is Rosebud. Spoiler wow. alert! Spoiler alert! Boom. Also, whilst we're on the subject, Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father, and the <laughs> oh, meat oh, no. is people. <laughs> the what? You can't stop me! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, okay. Next one is Barry Carr. Barry Carr can hold five tomatoes in his mouth at any one time, and as such was in great demand as a tomato smuggler during the Great Tomato Prohibition in Italy in 1986. That's a fact. <laughs> Those were dark times. I remember that. Oh, geez. The, 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 the violence times. was just... Yeah. Yeah. And we're not even talking, we're talking like beefsteak tomatoes, too, yeah. not those little Roma tomatoes. Yeah. He can, well, no, I don't, I don't want to cast aspersions on the sides of Barry's mouth. He can only fit three beefsteak tomatoes in his mouth. Oh. It's five <laughs> normal tomatoes. I don't, don't want anybody getting the wrong idea. Uh, what a brag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and now we have Dustin. Uh, Dunstan would like to see just how well cows can drive cars, as he feels like they're always judging him, looking over at him as he's driving past their field. Do you ever get that, Eric? Driving past the field of cows and you see their judgy eyes watching you going, yeah, you're not very good at that. Um, yeah, you know, it's <laughs> happened on an occasion. Relatable facts I like to share. Yeah, that sounds weirdly familiar, yeah. Yeah, judgy yeah. cows. Judgy cows. Yep. <laughs> Next up, <laughs> Well, uh, next up we have Julia Schwab. Uh, whilst the Queen owns all of the swans in England, Juliet owns all of the swans in Washington. There are seven, and she uses them to pull her around in a chariot wherever she goes. It's the only way to travel. It is true. It is the only way. Are we talking Washington State or Washington, D.C.? Yes, we are. <laughs> nice wonderful i saw a bunch of swans yesterday actually did you or a, a herd what do they what do they call swans a murder of swans probably a murder of swans uh no i think it's a violence of swans it's a murder of a crows violence. It's a violence of swans a violence of yeah i have a, a definite several violences of swans actually yeah nice beautiful birds they yeah. are beautiful birds yeah good eating on a swan mm. oh oh sad <laughs> This is a vegetarian talking to a vegan, as if uh, as if either of us know anything about that. Uh, anyway, go on. Uh, uh, and uh, last but 
absolutely not least, is Alex Purcell. Ah, the lovely Alex Purcell. Alex Purcell, this very evening, is celebrating his six-year anniversary with his wonderful wife, Kim. Uh, A fact you may not know is that he's also celebrating his three-year anniversary of successfully keeping his second wife hidden from Kim. So that's incredible. How he does it, I don't know. But, you know, he's a busy young man. I think the, the key to keeping a second wife hidden is not letting her listen to this podcast. Oh, yeah, good point. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, well, thank you so much, as we said, to everybody who uh, donates and has donated. And please do go to the coffee page and have a look in this week. I will try, I will put something up on social media once I put a post up there. But like I said, we would love your feedback on an idea that we have brewing um, for something that, yeah, could be could be fun. could be more hard work than we're making for ourselves. Um, But... Yeah, we've got some ideas, we've got some stuff. You've got some thoughts as well, haven't you, on stuff coming up. So, you know. Oh, absolutely. We've got yeah. plans. Lots of stuff up. cooking. Lots of stuff cooking. Um, and I think that does about do it. As we said, listeners, it's a short show this week um, because, you know, we need more emails. Um, without without the lifeblood that is emails, what are we? Nothing but Dead. dust in the wind. <laughs> oh, so true. Yep. Um as we mentioned earlier, please do go to uh, sunny16podcast.com and bask in the glory that is Matthew Joseph's sterling Photoshop efforts. Uh, and also, please do have a look at all the pictures that everybody who has so far contributed towards the self-portrait um, assignment. Oh, we've got the pictures there from Hillary, from Monica, uh, from um, actually... Yes, from Matthew. He's put his picture up there now. Uh, and also from Ian Barnaby Nutt, um, who shared his pictures and his audio as well on last week's show. Um, really, uh, I love Ian's pictures. I mean, I love all of them, but you know, it was, Ian's was the last one to come in, so it was very fresh in my mind. Um, and do, if you have taken part, please send us your pictures. If you've taken a self-portrait, please send it to us. We will add it into that. Um, and if you've got some audio of your experiences, send that in too. We love hearing from you. Um, you know where to go for Eric's stuff. Go to his Instagram page. We covered that already, didn't we, Eric? We did. It's there. And is there anything else you need to let people know about? Um, the portrait photographer that I mumbled about a while back is named Richard R. Hewitt. Fun guy. Has no. a lot of photos of of Jim Neighbors and Don Knotts. So, I mean, you really can't go wrong. There you go. Sounds like a wonderful person to check out. And actually, Eric, um, you told me this uh, uh, somewhere else, offline or whatever. Um, as part of your trip to get over the utter misery of what was going on, you went and caught up with another photographer who I feel we should give a shout out to as they clearly provided succor at a time when it was needed. So who was it that came to your aid whilst you were suffering from travel blues, Eric? Uh, well, in Yellowstone National Park, I met up with Vanya Francesca. And uh, her Instagram is at Surf Martian. She does mostly surf photography and uh, is branching out and doing some other stuff. Awesome stuff. She will also be, uh, we'll also be doing a zine together in the near future. Very cool. Um, and if you are feeling low and destitute and you're near Yellowstone Park at the same time, she will also look after you. That seems like a thing that will happen. So. Sounds like it's a good true. shout to me. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Eric, thank you so much, as always, for jumping in. No, to... Thank you for welcoming me into your arms, like a dolphin <laughs> you... swimming <laughs> adrift at sea. See, Eric, now, if only there were more pictures of you on the internet, I guarantee you, Matthew, could Photoshop you into my arms. 
I guarantee you could do that. <laughs> In fact, just by saying those words, we may have already made that happen. Who knows? Um, yeah, it, it, it probably already exists somewhere. <laughs> it probably already does. Um, we will play you out this week, as always, with the wonderful music from Schnauzer, with Remortgaging the Nest of Hairs. You can find their music on Bandcamp, and you should, because it's great and weird and fun, and I love it. Uh, we will be back on Thursday. I think this Thursday show, after doing something new and different over the last month with the Self-Portrait Show, I think this Thursday show might be one of the most old-school shows we've done in a while, because I think it might just be me and Aid. <laughs> We shall see, but that's what it's looking like at the moment, listeners, so uh, buckle up for a return to the old days. Insert whatever prefix you want to before the old days. Um, until then, have a lovely week, everyone. Have a very <laughs> lovely week, dear listeners. Please. <laughs> I beg you.